Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we bring on the two crazy ketos, Joe and Rachel. type 2 diabetic for more than 20 years, had been on all kinds of medications. And so by the time we got into surgery for her to have stents put into her heart, they rolled her back to surgery and they rolled her right back. And I was like, what happened? And the doctor said, the blockages are gone. She doesn't need any stents in her heart. And that had only been like a couple of months on keto. And it was shortly after that that I got to be in her doctor's appointment where they changed her distinction in her medical file to no longer a type two diabetic. So after that, just like powerful moment in our personal lives, it was kind of like, it's all right if nobody else is on board because this really is a health strategy and I'm going to have more years with my mother. And and that's just such a precious gift that I, you know, was no longer, you know, it didn't matter what other people thought. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, host of the Keto Camp Podcast. You can learn more about me over at benazadi.com. I'm excited for today's episode. It was a lot of fun. I, I had a, a blast speaking with Joe and Rachel. Their, their stories are so inspirational. It's going to light a fire in you. And this is one of those episodes that would be a great one to share with other people you know, especially those who you want to get on the keto lifestyle with you. Sharing something like this, I think, could nudge them in that right direction. You're going to hear Joe's story of pain to purpose to promise, being overweight uh, very much overweight and obese, uh, being told he was not going to walk again after getting into a car accident. He overcame a lot, and he still is to this day. So you're going to hear his story, overcoming chronic pain, arthritis, and other issues. So you'll hear his story of overcoming chronic pain and obesity, and then you'll hear Rachel's story, a chronic calorie cutter. Done. She's done every diet under the sun. And it wasn't until keto, she found keto after Joe started doing keto, that it made a big difference for her. We're going to get into a couple of things that are are very valuable. The struggle with emotional battles and the importance of self-love. How to get your significant other on board with your ketogenic lifestyle. The importance of accountability and support. And how they have developed such a great community online with their YouTube channel and the importance of showing up at conferences in person because that community, that vibration, your vibe attracts your tribe, and so much more. So I can't wait to bring them on. They're fun. They're inspiring. You're going to love them. Hey, before I do, 
I want to take a minute to get to the Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. This five-star review comes from Margie, titled, Best Place for Keto and Health Information. I appreciate the information shared as it is very helpful. Ben is a dedicated person and he's helping us become healthier. So check out his podcast for great content. Thank you, Margie. I am super grateful for that review. And uh, I appreciate you listening and taking the time to leave that rating and review. If you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast, a rating or a review yet on Apple Podcasts, please do so right now. It really helps the show grow. It makes a big, big difference. I want to give you a quick heads up that I am launching another detox group. For 90 days, I'm going to take a small group through a heavy metals detox. It's called True Cellular Detox. This is exactly what I've learned from Dr. Pampa. I've done on myself and I've taken some groups in the past as well. And it's going to be small, intimate. You'll get to learn from me four 60-minute Zoom sessions with me and the other members. You'll get all the supplements. We're also going to provide you with meta-oxy testing kits, which is a urine test you do at home. And it's 50 times more accurate looking at membrane inflammation than any other blood test. You get access to an online portal with several videos from Dr. Pampa, Dr. Menupels, and many, many others. This is going to be a game changer for your health because toxins are the number one cause of membrane, cell membrane inflammation, weight gain, weight loss resistance. And the truth of the matter is this, the perfect diet will not get you well today, but you can't get well without it. So doing keto and intermittent fasting with a proper detox program, that is the strategy for you to achieve the health you've never experienced before. So if you want to learn more and be one of the few members in our small group, head over to ketocampdetox.com. That is camp with the K, ketocampdetox.com. There's a video on there. There's a couple videos on there. There's some details. I would love to coach you for 90 days. Ketocampdetox.com. Hope to see you on there. Okay, here is Joe and Rachel from Two Crazy Ketos. Two Crazy Ketos, Joe and Rachel. Welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. Well, well thanks for having us. Yeah, guys. thank you so much for having us here. All right, Keto Campers, get ready for some great energy. You two bring some amazing energy. I got the pleasure of both meeting you in person at uh, Keto Salt Lake. You were the MCs. They couldn't have chosen two better MCs, honestly. You guys made that event even better than what it was. The speakers were great. The people who attended were great. We love Keto Chow, but having you two there, bringing everybody on stage, hyping everybody up, giving a summary of what you've learned from every lecture, it was super cool. And I just love what you both are doing. And we're going to get into both of your stories here. You two have gone through pain to purpose to promise and what you call mess to a message, right? So I want to get into your backstory. I know, Joe, we'll start with you because you first started on this path of weight loss and keto. And I think Rachel kind of followed a little bit right after that. So Joe, how did you discover keto? You were going through a lot of challenges, my friend, over 300 pounds, bad car accident. Talk about all those challenges you were having and how you discovered keto. So I've been obese my whole life, pretty much. I mean, probably... By the time I was about 10 years old, I was shopping in the Husky section. Um, I was a Boy Scout, so I would like lose some weight during the summer because I'd be going away to Boy Scout camp, and then I'd come home, and during the winter, I'd gain it all back. So I actually looked forward to going to camp just because I would drop 10 pounds. But I've always, I was always overweight. 
And, you know, I'd go up to 260, drop down to 230, go up to two, you know, the, the, the normal yo-yo diet. So Rachel and I had just gotten to the point where we both had gained a lot of weight. And I was sitting down, we were at a volunteer dinner for church, and uh, a bunch of the guys got into a weight loss bet. But the bet was not pounds. It was really going to be how much fat did you lose? So we all put money in, and it was whoever lost the most amount of actual fat being measured by body calipers and stuff was going to win. And one of the guys owned a gym, and he owned a CrossFit. So I started doing the CrossFit, and it was great. He was only charging $50, and you know, wow, which is insane <laughs> for a CrossFit. I used to own a CrossFit gym here in Miami. We did not charge $50, I could tell you No. That. Well, it was a special deal for the church members. The problem was his, his only clientele were church members. So about a month and a half into it, he made the announcement, I have to close my CrossFit because he was only charging $50, right? And so I started looking around going, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I got to the point where I knew I needed to lose the weight. The last known weight I had was 285 pounds. But I hadn't been on the scale in months, and my sizes kept going up. I just refused to get on the scale because I never wanted to see 300. I know I was over 300, but I didn't want to see that. And I was already dealing with debilitating injuries because I have pins in my ankle from a car accident in, in 1990. I'm a high school football and lacrosse official here in South Florida, and it got to the point where I couldn't even officiate anymore. I had made the decision this was my last year because they said I need an ankle replacement, and I just couldn't walk anymore. And I had heard these rumblings about keto because Danny Vega had was actually a member of our church, but he had just was just moving out, but he had kind of left these rumblings of keto. So I made a decision, I'm going to look into this keto thing, and I started doing it. And Rachel said to me, you can do this, but it can't cost our family any money because we didn't have any money. There was no, you can't buy pills or anything that you... No more gym memberships. You know, it's got to just be your diet. And I immediately dropped like 20 pounds in the first month. I felt good and things were chugging along. Rachel joined me only to save our marriage because I was, I'll let her tell her part, but I was eating steak and she was eating oatmeal. And about six months into it, I had lost at that point about 80 pounds and I did not even notice at the time, because remember, I had made the decision I wasn't going to be able to officiate anymore. And up to that point, I was taking painkillers and arthritis medication every day from when I had my accident, which was at this point about 26 years ago. All of a sudden, I came home from a football game and I looked at Rachel and I'm like, huh, I haven't taken a painkiller and arthritis pill in six months. I didn't even know it was happening. I, I came to keto for weight loss, but all of a sudden I discovered all of these medical benefits and that's why I stay where I'm at now. Oh, that's so amazing. And I know when you got uh, your, your ankle, uh, well, you were told you needed an ankle procedure, you were in a bad accident. They even told you, Joe, that you're probably never gonna walk again, right? When I had the accident in 1990, they said, you'll, you're never going to walk again. I lost all the blood supply to the bone. I shattered it in like 30 places. And this is, again, 1990. And uh, they said, the only way you're ever going to walk is with a fusion. Because back then, ankle replacements weren't even really around yet. They said, you're going to have to fuse it. Well, I was 20 years old. I did not want to fuse my ankle knowing what that was going to bring. At the time, I was like a, a skier in college, a, you know, a snow skier in New York. And so I just, I spent two and a half years on crutches. And finally they're like, okay, you can walk. And I walk with a severe limp, 
but it brought a lot of pain. But I was always so grateful that I could walk. I just have ignored the pain for all of these years until it just got to the point where I just couldn't deal with it anymore. I mean, I would officiate on my ankle. And then at the end of the day, I just couldn't walk. I would have to pop more painkillers, more arthritis medication, all of that kind of stuff. And but I was just grateful I could walk. That's amazing. We'll, we'll circle back to a little bit more about your story. But I want to hear Rachel's side. Rachel, you were somebody known as a calorie counter and a calorie cutter. <laughs> Share yes, a little bit more absolutely. about some of those challenges and how you decided to come on board this keto bandwagon and, and start changing some things for yourself. Yes, definitely. I have a very similar story to Joe's. I have been obese my entire life. I have been dieting for absolutely decades. And it began even in elementary school. One of the reasons why community is so important to Joe and I is because of the isolation that lifelong obesity can bring. It was very hard for me to make friends. I was definitely you know, teased a lot in school. It was it was definitely a challenge as a child. And uh, we talk a lot about how I just always naturally walked with my head down. I was always afraid that if I was going to look up, I was going to be met with rejection. There was never going to be a, a room at the lunch table for me. So I just kind of, you know, was very introverted. I had suffered with lifelong depression terrible social anxiety, terrible anxiety that was really just a roller coaster and very problematic because I spent 10 years first as a journalist. So uh, you would, you know, have this comfort that like, okay, this is a job I have to do. I'm excited about this interview. And I would be able to, in my professional life, you know, be uh, very well respected, then all of a sudden the depression, the anxiety would strike and suddenly things that I took for granted that I would be able to do, I couldn't do for a period of time. It was a very frustrating experience for for many years. And uh, I have been through every single diet that you can imagine, Weight Watchers, Nutrisystem, Jenny Craig, you know, we talk about like the no eat diet. And Definitely, I thought that that was really the only way that I was going to maintain any level of success would be to calorie restrict to the point of just barely being able to to get by with my energy level. I mean, we were raising, you know, three children, three boys that I needed to keep up with. And I had finally reduced my calories down to 500 calories a day. I am a very disciplined person. So if I set my mind to it, you know, I I will stick to it. So I had decided that that's all I could do. So I ate oatmeal and basically like a half of a cup of Greek yogurt per day. That was all that I allowed myself. And I did that for two years. And at first I was able to have some success. I had also gotten over 300 pounds, just like Joe had, and I had lost some weight, but then I began to experience a crazy amount of fat storage. I actually gained 70 pounds, you know, practicing that calorie restriction. So when Joe went on the keto diet, because we truly did think it was going to be a diet, it was something that, you know, he was going to be on it 
for an event, the, you know, the, the weight loss challenge, just like we had previously, you know, dieted to an experience. Maybe you have a high school reunion coming up or it's bathing suit season, or you want to look nice at the Christmas dinner. That was basically, you know, what we had done in the past. And I knew that our marriage was not going to survive you know, him eating a bunch of hamburgers and steak and all of that, and me continuing to feel super deprived, super sad, you know, on this oatmeal only, you know, some yogurt diet. So I went on the diet uh, with him and I experienced, you know, the sensation of eating. But I think that a lot of women don't necessarily see success on the scale on keto like maybe a guy does. In my experience, it's it's been inches lost versus pounds lost on the scale. So when I didn't see like a huge dump in weight like Joe did, I was like, that's it. I'm tapping out. I'm going back to what I know. And it took me another six months to really come back and be on board with what Joe was doing. So I was in it to win it. And so I stuck with it. And like Joe, I experienced health results that were beyond my imagination. I was able to experience six months, eight months without depression, without any anti-anxiety medication. My plantar fasciitis was just gone. I mean, it was unbelievable. No more migraine headaches, all of the acne all over my body after lifelong problems, you know, were just gone. And it was amazing to have those results. Yeah, I would say so. That That's incredible. I, I love that because a lot of people, to your point, both of your points, discover keto for the weight loss goal, right? And they stick with it because of all the other amazing benefits. One of the biggest ones that I love and resonated with you, Rachel, with what you shared is, you know, the depression and social anxiety. I used to have the same thing when I was depressed. I remember going to the supermarket. We have Publix here in Florida. It's a supermarket in Florida. And the cash register, it's like, do I make eye contact, look away? People are looking at me. It's just like all these thoughts that go through your head and I get all this anxiety, right? And my head is down. My head was down, like you said. And uh, when I started to eat better and exercise and get the weight off, it's all of a sudden my head is up and I have more confidence. And for you, Rachel, you went from having trouble speaking to one person in public to speak now, both of you speaking on stages in front of hundreds, thousands of people. And that's an amazing example of what happens when you go for something for health and stick with something for your health. And I, I'm curious about one thing. When I went through my uh, 80 pounds of weight loss back in 2008, it took me about nine months to get through those 80 pounds. And after that, I was 170 pounds. I was 6% body fat, super lean. But I still had the mentality and the thought process of an obese man. And it took me like two years to really get comfortable that I'm actually not obese anymore. It took a, took a while. Did any of you have that transition or was it automatic? I'm the lean person now. Or, or did it take some time to really adopt that for you? You want me to be honest? Yes. I still look in the mirror and see the 300-pound Joe. Wow. So, I mean, in, we're, I'm in my sixth year of keto. Every once in a while, like I will edit a video and be like, wow, I look fat. And then I will see pictures of me and I'll be like, oh, no, I'm I'm not the guy that I see in the mirror. But it really takes that kind of stuff, like seeing pictures of me from KetoCon or seeing pictures of me standing next to you and like, okay, I'm not 
what I think I am. But I mean, we have a saying that when, that to me, I always say the scale is the devil and the mirror is a liar because the scale is a tool. But if that number on the scale identifies me, I have a problem. Like I would get up in the morning and be like, oh, that, that scale tells me one of two things. Either A, you're a loser because you've gained weight and you've done something wrong, or B, you did something right, so why don't you go cheat? Like, why don't, and for me, and cheating is never off a of keto, but just like, hey, whatever you did yesterday, you got away with it, so you can continue doing that. I look in the mirror, and I still see that heavy Joe. So for me, it is, it's a battle still. It's just an emotional battle for me that I have to look in that mirror and go, you have really accomplished something in going from a size 46 down to a size 32, 34. Yeah. And for me, I think that after decades of being so hard on ourselves, like we have to do some strength training in positivity. It is absolutely essential that we be on our team. You know, sometimes I think that we falsely believe that we can love others and just skip that step of loving ourselves. But really, we need to put energy into it. And Joe and I begin every single morning in just a time of reflection. We have our devotion time and we talk about what is good. Let's have a celebration before our feet even like hit the floor. What is it that we need to be grateful for moving into this day? I don't want my first interaction, you know, just be me in the mirror. I need it to be a moment of gratefulness so that I can begin my day in a positive spirit. And I think that you have to constantly be fighting for that positivity because, you know, after 40 years of hating myself, it doesn't come natural to be my own cheerleader. And I think that that's something that you really want to, to work on. It is a facet. It is a side of this Rubik's Cube of wellness. Sometimes we try to double down on our macros, we, you know, and we ignore the other sides. We'd ignore our sleep and we ignore stress and we ignore positivity, but it is a very powerful factor. Very well said. I, I agree. I, I truly believe that 95% of success, whether it's health, keto, or, or any area, is mindset. And 5% is strategy. Now, that 5% needs to be really good strategy, but the 95% really comes inward. And I love that you practice gratitude. I call it the vitamin G, the world's most, most powerful drug, that vitamin G. It's one of the best things to start your day with. It's also changed my life, and I practice it every morning throughout the day, before I go to sleep at night. And that's the way we reprogram our subconscious mind. Because to your point, Rachel, for 40 years, your subconscious mind was receiving information that you're obese, you're unworthy, or whatever negative, you know, stinking, thinking thought. And by practicing gratitude and appreciating the things that you have and are doing and have done, then you start to reprogram that subconscious mind, that paradigm starts to change, right? And and for me, it's, it's a journey as well, you know? And, and Joe, I could totally relate. You know, sometimes I'll beat myself up mentally, uh, I could totally relate, even though I've gone through my transformation with my health about 14 years ago. Hey, when was the last time you bit into a juicy burger or a perfectly cooked steak and thought to yourself, this is the best thing I've ever tasted? If it's been a while, it's probably because most meat products are conventionally raised, which not only affects the flavor profile, but significantly diminishes the beneficial nutrients and minerals. And believe it or not, 
even products that are labeled as grass-fed or ethically raised to make you think they're high quality are often finished on grain or in factory farms, which is why I am so excited to share something with you today that will not only help you avoid the hormones, antibiotics, and pesticide residues that diminish the taste of conventionally raised meat, but could also save you nearly $1,000 over the next year on your grocery bill. And the best part? This may be the best tasting thing you've had in a long time. So what the heck am I talking about? I'm talking about Wild Pastures Meat Delivery. They provide the highest quality meats from small, regenerative, family-run farms here in the United States that prioritize sustainability and animal welfare. Their beef is 100% grass-fed. Their pork and poultry are pasture-raised, something you won't find anywhere in the grocery store, resulting in meats that are not only healthier for you, but also better for the environment. One of the reasons why me and my fiance Natasia loves wild pastures is that we can opt out out of supporting harmful conventional farming practices and instead support small family-run farms without spending a fortune. And the convenience doesn't stop there. They offer delivery straight to your door so you can enjoy delicious, high-quality meats without even leaving your house. No matter where you are in the lower 48 states, Wild Pastures has got you covered. Not only is this the most convenient way to get your meat products, but Wild Pasture meats are better for you nutritionally, and they're higher in the total nutrients, phytonutrients, antioxidants, key fatty acids, vitamins, minerals, proteins, and amino acids. And today, for keto campers, for a limited time, you can get 20% off every box plus free shipping for life and... $15 off your first box. This is a crazy deal, and I hope you take advantage of it. So make the switch to Wild Pastures today and save nearly $1,000 on your grocery bill while feeling healthier and enjoying the best tasting meats of your life. All you need to do is go to the link in the podcast notes down below. Everything is already applied. All you got to do is click that link, customize your order, and you'll have some delicious, healthy tasting meats very soon. Head to the podcast notes down below, click the link, enjoy your wild pastures. Okay, let's get right back to this episode. Now, I'm curious about this, you two, uh, and I think my audience would be curious too. I just interviewed a couple, you might know them, Larry Diamond and Kaylin Diamond. They also they have similar stories, but also different from you. Uh, Larry works with Dr. Jason Fung, The Fasting Method. They have combined to lose about 190 pounds. And I asked them the same question I'm going to ask you because I think this is very valuable for the audience. Joe, when you started your your you know keto journey, weight loss journey, you started to make some strides. Did you want Rachel to come on board right away? How did you uh, approach it? Like a lot of people want their significant other to get on board, but they don't know how to approach it. The, people don't like to be changed. So how did you approach it? And Rachel, like what were some of the things Joe was saying uh, to kind of get you on board with what, what he was doing? But Joe, go first. So I, I absolutely wanted her to get on board because I had watched her with her ups and downs. I watched her eating 500 calories a day for two years. I watched her lose weight that way, but get sick. She looked sick when she lost weight that way. And, and to the point where I almost hate to admit this, but myself and the boys would actively try to get her to eat more because she looked so sick and she had no energy and her hair was falling out. So 
And then I watched her roller coaster back up, eating that same diet, gaining weight. And I was like, I know that this isn't the right way to do this. I knew as I was learning about keto that this is the proper way. It made a lot of sense as I started, you know, researching things and and you know, reading things um, from like about like the primal diet. I was like, this makes sense of why this is how we should be eat, but. I couldn't force her. And, and you know, that was one of the things we just recently gave our talk at, at KetoCon. And the whole focus was why don't people get on board? And a lot of it is they've seen us do this before and figure we're just, this is just another fad. And so I think that she looked at me the same way that this is just another fad and he's going to quit this just like he's quit every other diet. So I had to let her just see me continue doing it and see the results. And I would every now and then I didn't like try to flaunt it in her face. I didn't try to push her, but I, I felt like eventually if she saw me doing this long enough, she was going to come around to my side. And what it really took was in that January, she had fasted every January. We would do a fast for God. And that year she had made the decision that the 500 calories wasn't even working at that point. So she was going to just fast all food. And maybe that would help reset her mindset and her relationship with food and dedicate that time to God. So I think at the time she was drinking one coconut water a day and a slim fast because I kind of pushed that you have to get something. And halfway through the month, I said to her, listen, at this point, you are in ketosis. You've got to be. We measured her ketones and they, it was like over a point three. And I was like, I want you to do me a, over a three rather. And I said, I want you to do me a favor and try keto again. And she was like, only if you cook everything that I make, because she's like, if you do that, I know I will have success because I won't have this opportunity to eat something wrong. Yeah, I really appreciated that. And, you know, that's the thing. I think sometimes we we want our significant other to be on board but are we willing to kind of put that love in, put that, you know, the not just a, a, a coaxing, but actually put some effort into it. And the fact that he was so passionate about it, that he was willing to just completely take that ch chore off of me, I thought, okay, he's very serious about this. So I was more apt to be on board. But I do think that it's so important for people to come to this on their own. I have had the fun of trying to potty train a toddler when they're not ready, but you are ready. And that is just like so painful for, for the parent that's trying to do that. So, you know, if you just give it some time, you know, plant the seed that, you know, this is, I'm having success and I'm sticking with it. I could see that he was committed. I was much more you know, receptive to coming on board as well. But I will say that just because you have a partner that is eating the same way that you are, doesn't mean that it's always going to be rainbows and flowers. Like we still, you know, can be at different places in our keto journey. You know, maybe if he's leaning towards carnivore and I'm leaning towards ketovore, you know, you there's still opportunities where it almost becomes a competition, right? Because now we're eating the same way. You know, am I having the same results at the same time that that he's experiencing them? So you you really just have to stay in your own lane 
you enjoy the fact that we don't have to make multiple meals, but I also don't expect that like keto is going to save my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> well said. No, that was really good. Both of you shared. I think that's going to be really helpful. So what I heard from Joe, so Joe was the first person who started this change. So what I heard from Joe, and I hope this could relate to the audience, maybe some a guy out there wants his wife to get on board, similar to how Rachel got on board. What I heard from you, Joe, is you didn't try to force things. You wanted to let her see that this was something you were doing long term. It wasn't a fad diet. So you kind of wanted to live it to lead it and, and let your results be the proof in the pudding right there. And then what you also did was make it easy for her to transition by saying, I'll cook the meals. I'll do anything for you. I'll, I'll put the structure in place. So that's super valuable. And for Rachel, you communicated, yeah, you cook the meals. I'm on board, right? So the person got you, you, Rachel, got ready to make that change. And then you communicated to your partner, if you do X, Y, Z, then I will start this uh, new process with you. So I, that is amazing. I, I love that share. And like you said, it's not always going to be rainbows and sunshines and all that. There's going to be in discrepancies. And that's how all relationships are. But the fact that both of you got on board with keto is, is super cool. And I was looking at I was telling you offline, I was watching your KetoCon lecture because our lectures were at the same time. So I didn't get to see it in person. And uh, I, I was thankful that you put it online. And it was really cool how you edited the video too because you put it, a whole bunch of photos, right? Your, your, your wedding photo. You, you Both of you look completely, completely different than what you do right now. Your, your photos in the past look like a completely different person. It's so inspirational to see those photos. It's so inspiring to those who are watching you, your work and watching your videos. It's super cool. Next question for you is this. I remember when I was going through my transformation, I started to change. And when I changed, I became a threat to everybody in my life who was not changing, right? So I would go to parties, I would go to barbecues, and you you both speak about this, and people would make comments, you know, oh, you're doing that keto thing, or you're doing this, you're gonna hurt yourself, whatever it is, because it starts to point a mirror to them and the things they're not changing. So it's easier for them to take you back to their level, not that we're better or they're better or vice versa, but it's just different levels. So it's easier for them to take you down to their level than it is for them to make changes. It's like the whole crabs in a bucket story where you put crabs in a bucket without a lid, come back the next morning, they're all there because anytime a crab tries to escape, the other crabs drag it back down. So share a little bit about some of those challenges you've had and what were the things you did to overcome the crabs in your life? I would say for me, fortunately, I mean, it's probably a sad thing, but I've never had a lot of friends. So I didn't have a whole lot of friends telling me, but the few that the few acquaintances that I have, like through football officiating and stuff like that, yeah, I would get like, yeah, you may lose some weight, but as soon as you go off this, you're gonna gain it all back. Or, you know, that's a dangerous thing. I think the real negative thing came when you would go to the supermarket. And people would see your my basket filled with like, you know, five dozen eggs or a whole bunch of bacon or a lot of ground beef. We just recently had it. And the comments that I would always get of, wow, look at all that. And, and well, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I eat about a dozen eggs a day. Oh, that's super dangerous. You're going to die from that. But nobody ever said that when there were 15 packages of Oreo cookies in my, you know, in my cart. And I remember even back when we ate a lot of that sugar stuff, I would go shopping in the middle of the night so that nobody saw what was in my cart. I because I felt like I was being judged. But it turns out I'm judged more now because I eat primarily meat. It's wild. That's wild. It is. What about you, Rachel? 
It was interesting getting started when you would go to like uh, functions, like I'd go to like a bridal shower, baby shower, or, you know, out to lunch with friends. And my plate looks so different. You know, I had been used to like, how little could you eat, you know, even socially. And I did feel a lot of pressure as a, a woman, like you're supposed to eat like a woman. And, and for, I guess that means that I'm supposed to eat, you know, very little and like as much lettuce as possible. So, you know, when I would suggest, okay, let's go to a barbecue joint for lunch, there were some like open eyes, like what? And then, you know, when I would order hamburger patties or ribeye steak or, you know, barbecue, you know, ribs, it was very strange, like that then people would ask, like, are you serious about this right now? Because like, this seems like a lot of food. So it has been an interesting journey. But I'll tell you what really turned it on a dime where I didn't, I wasn't concerned anymore about what people thought was uh, when my mother started it. So my father, during this keto journey, died of a widowmaker heart attack. And I knew that he was always unhealthy, but I was always just really hoping for that ambulance ride, that he would have a scare, he would come very close maybe to dying, but we would have that like ambulance ride where we as a family decided we were gonna turn things around and change things. And that ambulance ride did not come, he just died. And so after he passed away, I had a really hard conversation with my mom because they had been married for just about 50 years at that point. And I knew statistically, if you lose one parent, you may lose the other in a very short span of time. And so I was like, hey woman, you're going on this diet. And she's the only person that I have I've kind of forced this way of eating on. And so she went ahead and, you know, said she would do it. And she had just been diagnosed with some blockages in her heart. And so from diagnosis to getting into the hospital for surgery was going to take a couple of months. So I told her, just let's go on keto. Let's see what we can do. We were trying to kind of help her with her diabetes. My mother had been a type 2 diabetic for more than 20 years, had been on all kinds of medications. And so by the time we got into surgery for her to have stents put into her heart, they rolled her back to surgery and they rolled her right back. And I was like, what happened? And the doctor said, the blockages are gone. She doesn't need any stents in her heart. And that had only been like a couple of months on keto. And it was shortly after that, that I got to be in her doctor's appointment where they changed her distinction in her medical file to no longer a type two diabetic. So after that, just like, powerful moment in our personal lives, it was kind of like, it's all right if nobody else is on board, because this really is a health strategy. And I'm going to have more years with my mother. And, and that's just such a precious gift that I, you know, was no longer, you know, it didn't matter what other people thought. Wow, that's such a, an amazing story. 22 years as a type 2 diabetic, and she applied what you taught her, and she reversed it. And, and that goes against the grain of uh, a conventional wisdom. Even today on the American Diabetes Association website, they're not gonna really tell you you can reverse type two diabetes, you can reverse insulin resistance. They're gonna say we can manage it, eat this diet, when that diet actually contributes to it. So the fact that your mom did that after 22 years is such an incredible feat. Uh, I love to hear stories like that. And I know Joe, 
you had a unique situation where your your parents were in the medical field, right? Your mom was an oncologist and your dad- My mother was a medical oncologist. She was like one of the first women to graduate from University of Miami. Wow. And uh, my father was a clinical chemist. He was a PhD clinical chemist. He ran the laboratories that, um, you know, do all of our blood tests. So it was interesting. Again, I was obese most of my life and it was always something- you know, you need to lose weight, you need to lose weight, you need to lose weight. And I look at my dad and pulling up, you were talking about the pictures from our talk. I was crying looking at those pictures because number one, I don't remember myself being that big. So that's kind of a good thing. I just don't remember myself being that big. But I was looking for pictures of my dad. And my dad was the son of German immigrants born and raised here in Miami. And he was skinny until the whole, you know, low fat craze in the 70s. And then he started gaining his weight and and he ended up having a horrible heart attack. I did get that ride to the airport, or rather to the hospital. I happened to be in New York visiting when I had to drive him there and he changed up his diet. He ended up passing away from brain cancer. But my mother, who was always pushing me, you need to lose weight, you need to lose weight. When she saw me after losing a hundred pounds, was like, now you've lost too much. And and I don't fault her. It's again, she's a physician who was not given a tremendous amount of nutrition advice. And that is the way they were taught. Like you have to maintain a bunch of fat on you so that when you get cancer, when you get sick, you can live off of that. But I know she looks at me now, you know, she is super grateful that I'm I'm healthy and that I'm getting to, you know, enjoy my life. I'm 51 years old and I'm not like crawling around on the ground. I'm enjoying going camping and paddleboarding, things that I never thought I was gonna be able to do. I remember when I married Rachel, I told her, I don't plan on living past 60 because the men in my family just don't. And so I look at now, like I feel like I'm 25 years old, you know? And so I look forward to a long life and I don't think that that was coming if I would have continued my eating lifestyle before. Wow, what a total 180. I I love that. Hey, Keto Camper, what if there was an easy way to help detoxify your body, ease stress, unwind, and hey, even burn more calories? What I'm talking about is sauna usage. Now, there's a lot of studies that show the benefits of using a sauna, and it could be kind of complicated because they're expensive, and typically you have to go to a facility to use a sauna. What I love about my sauna is that it's a blanket that I use at the comfort of my own home. I use the one from Bond Charge. And sauna blankets work by raising your heart rate to that of physical exercise so you burn calories while you're relaxing. And you could burn up to 600 calories in one session. Sweating also helps flush out toxins like heavy metals from your body. And elevating your heart rate while relaxing releases endorphins, which can leave you feeling euphoric. I feel like I just got a 60-minute massage when I get out of this thing. It works by using infrared light, which heats the body directly rather than the air around you like a traditional sauna. This means you get the same benefits at a lower heat. You also don't need to have your head in the heat like a traditional sauna. It's very easy to use. You can enjoy a session of 30 to 45 minutes while relaxing, reading, watching TV, or meditating. It's easy to clean. It's low EMF, especially compared to other brands out there. Simple and easy to get set up. And even more important, you, Keto Camper, are offered a nice coupon code for Bond Charge's products, including their infrared sauna blanket. So head over to bondcharge.com 
slash KETOCAMP and use the coupon code KETOCAMP at checkout to get 15% off your order. We'll drop that link down below along with the coupon code in the podcast notes. Okay, let's get right back to this episode. And I know you both have a great YouTube channel, which is so much fun. You do product reviews, uh, you have different recipes, you do video blogs. And I would love for you to share why you started your YouTube channel. And for those who are listening and watching this interview, I wanted to inspire them to potentially start their own channel because they have their own story to share. So how did it start for you two? Well, we had wanted to come up with a way that we could talk to one another without bringing up the children because we are on the road to the empty nest. And when we got married, we are a blended family. And so we've never even dated without children. So like all of our conversations were child centric. So we understand that as the kids move out, we kind of need to to change the script a little bit and be able to talk to one another about other subjects. So Joe just kind of had it in his mind. Hey, why don't we start a YouTube channel, which I thought was like the craziest thing, but we had experienced such great success on keto and we would have people that would ask us, hey, can you tell me, you know, how did you do it? Because they were amazed at the transformation. And sometimes you would spend, you know, 30 or even 45 minutes explaining like, what is keto and how'd you do it? And at the end of that 30 minutes, you would have someone just kind of dismiss it at like, yeah, that seems too hard. I'm not going to do that. Or it doesn't work. Right. So, you know, having that rejection and using up your time that way was kind of frustrating. So we thought, well, if we could make some YouTube videos about like, hey, how we lost the weight and what we're eating, then we could point people to it. And then if they decide to, you know, watch the video and ask us more details, we could totally, you know, answer questions for them. So that's kind of just how it got started. Yeah, it really was. I We say it all the time. It was kind of a joke. And we did a little bit with it. We had a couple of videos. And, you know, this is after we've lost our weight. So we don't have a documentation online of us losing all of our weight. But what really got us going with our YouTube channel is um, it was right around February of 2019. We were doing a video. We had like 200 subscribers and we did a video and I said, hey, I'm hearing about this KetoCon thing. I would love to go, but we just don't have the money. Maybe we'll be able to scrounge up the money and go. And we had this one couple message us. Um, I will forever be grateful for them. Uh, they messaged us and said, hey, we have tickets for KetoCon, but we can't go. Can we give you our tickets? So we went. And when we got there, we were just floored because we've never been to a keto event. Neither one of us are people who like to go out in public. Um, I remember us going, Rachel's like, well, and people recognize us. I'm like, who's going to recognize us? We have 200 subscribers. Nobody's going to recognize us. And we're walking around and we saw everybody walking the way we walk, which is head down at the ground, ashamed to look at anybody in the eyes because we're ashamed of how we look. And I then somebody actually had put a picture on, I think it was Instagram or Facebook, and it was them on one side of the room and us way back in the back. And it was literally like, look at me. I got to see two crazy ketos. And it just hit us that we need a community. There has to be a community here because once we 
lose the weight, we need people to come along with us because a lot of us do do this at home alone. So we set out on this mission to create a community where nobody will feel alone and that they will always have somebody to sit next to. Yeah, that's really our passion is to create a community space and facilitate community wherever we go. So like, you know, we encourage people to come to the conferences because we know they're gonna get such rich information from all of the speakers. They're gonna learn about new products and, you know, if they will work into their personal lives. But you need to know that someone's gonna be excited to see you. You need to know that there's somebody that you can sit next to. We know how hard it is to make friends. And we want to be able to tell people, hey, if you will put yourself out there, if you will risk you know, coming out in public, we'll be there for you. When you look up, if you will be willing to look up, you're gonna be met with our faces. We're gonna be smiling at you. We're gonna be excited to see you. And I feel so thankful and grateful that I don't suffer from anxiety and depression anymore. And I feel like the best way that I can be grateful for it is to use it, to be out and to be there, to hug people's necks and shake people's hands and really encourage them and celebrate their victories. Mm, yeah, you're, you're both so right about the conferences. There's something really special about meeting in person with like-minded individuals. Technology is also amazing. And the fact that we could communicate on YouTube and podcast and Zoom and StreamYard and Squadcast and all that, blessings for sure. But nothing is going to substitute that feeling, that energy of connecting with people in person. And I could, I could verify what you just said, Rachel and Joe, when I first met you, it was not heads down, ignoring me. It was heads up, eye contact, warm welcome. Uh, both times that I've seen you, Joe, and then when I saw you in, in uh, Keto Salt Lake, Rachel, uh, you both are so welcoming. And that's the community. And, and there's no substitution to that with technology. It's just a different atmosphere. Your website, is two crazyketos.com. So it's the number two crazy with the K, crazyketos.com. So you have KK, crazy ketos, and then I have keto camp, KK. So we were matching with the two Ks there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's also your YouTube channel, which is uh, two crazy ketos. We'll drop links down below as well for your social media. Last question for you, and I want you to answer individually. We'll start with Rachel. Speaking of vitamin G, gratitude. Rachel, what are you most grateful for right now? I am so grateful for the opportunity to speak hope into other people's lives. I really cherish the opportunity to get to know people as an individual, to share their story, to celebrate it, you know, from the smallest thing like, hey, I got through an entire 24 hours without sugar. That was the first day I ever did that to when people come up and say, I'm off of 17 medications. Like we, we just get to experience and behold so much life change. And I'm so thankful for the future because I believe that this really is a kind of a boots on the ground effort. This is definitely change that will change the world, but it's gonna happen one family at a time. And I love the opportunity for us to spotlight those families, for us to, you know, create awareness for, for all of the different medical issues that keto has the, the ability to speak into. Amen. Rachel kind of Rachel kind of stole mine. I was gonna say hope, <laughs> hope for the future. But I, I will say that I am grateful for all of our subscribers 
all of the people who chime in on our videos and follow us, even if they're not subscribed to our channel. Uh, we get a lot of emails, and I'm sure you do as well, Ben, like from people that say, you've changed my life. You keep me going. And I have to say that I, what keeps me going is the emails from people saying, I'm off of 17 medications. I, When I see those emails and those messages in our Facebook group and our Mighty Networks group, it gives me this like, wow, like people are taking back their lives. People are going to be around for their children and for their grandchildren. I mean, we just found out we're going to be grandparents at the end wow, of the year. Congratulations. And I didn't think I was ever going to see a grandchild because, again, I didn't think I was going to live that long. And so when I think that we're giving people a community and empowering them to take back their health and, and to be around for their family, it just encourages me so much. And I feel like we have a redemption story because, you know, when you know better, you do better. When we were young parents and we were raising our children, we didn't make the best choices now looking back. And for a long time, we, we felt very guilty about that. But Finally, we realized, you know, we cannot go in a time machine and like change what we did in the past, but we can live moving forward. And so, you know, with the prospect of a grandbaby on the way, we're going to have to develop new ways to spoil kids, you know, and to 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 demonstrate love. And I'm I'm very excited about the future for for all of the families out there. Yeah, well said. You're right. When you know better, you do better. And everybody's doing the best that they can according to their current awareness. So when we have conversations like this, it helps people become aware that there's other tools, other possibilities out there, giving hope to those who are hopeless. And uh, let's face it, going against the conventional wisdom. And the conventional wisdom does not work. The conventional wisdom is a broken system that has led to a lot of the problems we're facing as a society. I mean, Harvard is predicting in eight years by 2030 that one in two American adults are going to be classified as obese, 50% of the American population. So we have a problem, but we also have the solution. The solution is community, keto, it's uh, sleep, movement, mindset, gratitude, all the things that we just spoke about. So I, I love this conversation and I'm grateful that we we're able to have it. We'll share a little bit where else you would want my audience to go check you out. We, we have your YouTube channel. Everybody go subscribe to that. Anywhere else, Instagram, anything like that. So yeah, we have our, our YouTube channel where we upload at least five videos every week, as well as two live streams per week. Instagram, Rachel does an amazing job on Instagram. I don't understand it at all. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, the other thing that we have recently started uh, to get away from all of the ads and stuff and, and Facebook kicking us out because we use the word fat as fuel. Uh, we have uh, a ne private network on mightynetworks.com. And it's completely free and it's super easy to find. It's members.twocrazyketos.com. Awesome. We'll put that down below. Um, Rachel, who's the name of the show notes person, not you, Rachel. We'll put those uh, details down below. Go subscribe to their YouTube channel. I love your consistency. Five videos a week and two live streams. Like, I got to tell those listening and watching them. That takes a lot of bandwidth. So I commend you for the consistency. And it's easy to be committed or to be consistent, excuse me, when you're committed. Like the cause, you're clearly committed to the cause and I love it and I'm excited for what's in store for your future. Thank you both <laughs> for your energy and your enthusiasm and your attitude. I'm grateful for today's conversation. Thank you very much, Thank ben. you so much, Ben. I hope you enjoyed that fun conversation with Joe and Rachel. 
told you you were going to love them. Go check out their website, 2crazyketos.com. Check out their YouTube, their Facebook, their Instagram. We put all that down below, including details on all the events that they mentioned that they'll be speaking at. That could be found down below. Share this with a friend, somebody you know, inspire them, put it on social media. Please leave the show a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast you're listening from. If you want to learn more about my detox program before it's full, head over to ketocampdetox.com. Thanks so much for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. I'll see you on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.